Hi, I'm Emily. Welcome to the Doodle Me Show, where I chat with awesome creative entrepreneurs every week. Hi, so today I have Amber from Neon Marl, a fashion and accessories brand. I met Amber on Instagram and we've done a t-shirt collaboration in the past and I've helped Amber with some graphic design for her wholesale catalog and I am so happy to invite her here because she's got a happy, infectious personality. So I hope you enjoy our chat. So can you introduce yourself and welcome to the show. Hi Emily, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Um, my name's Amber and my brand is called Neon Marv and um, we hand print happy neon and metallic um, designs onto sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies for both adults and children. And we, we've diversed off into some new products at the moment, um, one of them being gym leggings, which um, are working really well, selling really well. Customers are loving them. Yes, I totally love those. Every time I see people jumping or popping up on your Instagram, like I need to get one of those. <laughs> and they're yep. so fun because gym gear is generally very similar. And I think yours really really work really well with your fun brand personality and your other products. It's just so good. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, so I'm really interested in the journey that led you to Neon Marl because I know that you were doing other things before you set up your business, your creative business. Yep, so well, I did do a textile de- design degree um, at the back in the 90s and uh, then okay. I became a fabric buyer for um, a selection of different high street stores. Um, I did that for a good few years before having my children. Um, Then when I had my first son, we moved from London out to Bedfordshire and it just wasn't a job that I really wanted to go back to because of extra commuting and obviously just fitting it in around the family. So I stopped working um, and had six years at home bringing up my boys and then I decided it was time to go back to work and I retrained as a secondary school teacher um, teaching textile design okay um, so yeah that was um, that was good it was a good time it was good fun um, but during that time obviously you spend as, your, as a teacher you spend a lot of your time of inspiring other kids and trying to get them to follow their dreams and just one day I realized that actually you know I had a dream which was to run my own business so um, I decided to hand in my notice and um, hadn't really got any plans for what I was going to do um, and yes. yeah that's it I, I, I set up Neon Mile. <laughs> oh that's great and did you have so when you were thinking okay I have this dream to to set up my own business did you have any idea if it was going to be closed or did you, was it just like a, a need to create your own business? And Yeah, well, initially, I actually, when I first left school I um, or teaching, I ran sewing workshops from my home oh, Okay. in venues sort of in and around where I live. Um, and then I actually began Neon Mile as a bit of a hobby um, and I made yes. um, some little pouches that I we used to do personalized pouches I made those for my nieces for Christmas um and that was that was kind of the start um and then I did 
um, a shopping evening, like a Christmas shopping evening. So my Christmas sweatshirts were one of my first sort of design ideas that I came up with. And um, I sold loads of them that night at this event that I went to. Um, And then I set up an Instagram page to record what I was doing so that I could remember um, you know, colorways and designs that I was I was making and selling, so that if I needed to make them again, I could. So with yes. no real intention for marketing. Um, and then within a couple of weeks, I was getting DMs from strangers um, wanting to order my stuff. So yeah, it was a bit of an accident, but it it all worked out quite nicely. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good. And so did you already? So you already had like the machine to use the neon, the neon fabric, and all of that stuff. So yeah, you, I actually you kind bought of, um, yeah some secondhand equipment from eBay uh, oh, and taught myself how to do how to sort of how to use the cutter, how to heat press. Yeah, gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, because you must have been experimenting. <laughs> yeah, oh, so just sort amazing. of playing around and having having seen what could because I did screen printing at uni, um, okay. so I always thought I'd want to do something that was to do with print. Um, but the thing with screen printing is, if you're going to do it yourself, it's you need quite a lot of space and it's quite expensive equipment and it's quite messy. Um, yeah. so the technique that we use is much easier to do sort of, you know, in, on a desktop. Um, yeah. so yeah, that was kind of, I just experimented to see where that would take me. And, and there we go. I ended up, um, finding a way and setting up, um, Neil Marl. I love that. And I love that you started doing your Instagram and people started asking you. So it was like a, a bit of an organic flow to, yeah. to the business. And did yeah, you know, no, did you know anything about marketing and what you needed to do in order to grow the business or did you just kind of like went with the flow? Yeah, um, I mean, I literally knew nothing about it. And actually <laughs> looking back over those that time, five years ago, I think Instagram was quite a different place. Um, yeah, totally. And wasn't it? So it was just felt, it was just felt really easy and natural. Like it was a much, well, I suppose it's just how I was using it as much as anything else. Just, um, I, I met so many met so many people like you said we met through Instagram yeah um, so you, yeah you just meet loads of people along the way um but yeah and and then I suppose that through through that you end up sort of marketing yourself um just from the connections that you make yeah and learning everything on the go <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> and um can you tell us a bit about the the process of designing your products or your images and designs do you have a bit of a process or is it just something that pops into your head and you're like okay I'm gonna do that show it to people so, and then see it's become it's got a bit, a bit more of a formula to it now but I suppose just over the because of time and I know what I know what works and that's yeah. what people want but initially it was always just about what I wanted about what I wanted to wear um like you said kindly about my personality I'm quite a happy person and yeah. um I think what I what I make and design reflects who I am um and it was always about what I wanted to wear so the sort of easy wear sweatshirt that but it's just got something like bright and cheerful on the front uh, that makes you want to smile so it was yeah. always to do with the colour, the neon. I've always loved neon um, and just sort of mixing the two together. You know, yeah, like the, that's the, great. The and then, colour. yes. Yeah, and I think that when you when you start showing it and you start knowing your customers and what they like 
that informs your new designs now. Yeah, definitely. And where to go with them. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about your amazing story about being featured in Virgin Radio, <laughs> because that was like the dream of every small business. <laughs> and I remember the day because everyone was kind of sharing the story about it and the fact that you actually called the radio and spoke to Chris Evans was amazing because <laughs> maybe if I had been in that position, maybe I wouldn't have made that call. You know, it's like the thing that you do in that moment that defines what happened next. Absolutely. So I thought, yeah, tell us about that and how it's and, and how just changed. pick up on what you just said there, like if I had gone to bed the night before thinking yeah. that I was going to have to phone Chris Evans. I would, I would have said, no way. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. It was just like you said. It was just going with the moment. So I woke up on. Actually, I can remember the day. Obviously, I can. June the thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, to loads of messages on my phone saying they're talking about you on Virgin Radio. Um, so I quickly, obviously, turned the radio on, and they were discussing the rainbow hoodie sweatshirt. Oh, sorry, yeah. the rainbow hoodie. Um, that Rachel, who is the news presenter on uh, the show, was wearing, and it was yeah. on the same day Chris was launching his Carfest merch. So they started doing like polls on Instagram, who's wearing yeah. the best hoodie, blah blah blah. And uh, I just thought, right, I'm going to have to. Uh, obviously, listening to them talking about Neon Mall, I just had this like real impulse to pick up the phone find the number for virgin radio um call them up and just say oh you know they're talking about me that's my brand i, yeah. I want to speak to chris which um i yeah again like i said i wouldn't i would never have imagined doing that if i'd gone to bed the night before thinking that that was what was going to happen um so they said you know we'll try and get you on the show if we can so i put the phone down thinking oh you know never mind I i'm sure oh, I, I see okay <laughs> Um, and then they call back about half an hour later and, you know, like, you know, move your phone away from um, the radio. You're going to go live in five and speak to Chris. And and that was it. So within five minutes, I was chatting to him online, um, on air, sorry. And yeah. uh, uh, at the time, it was when the reaching 10K to get the swipe up function was like the thing that yeah. everyone wanted. And uh, I said to him, I need to get to 10K followers if I can. Um, and he and he counted down from five, and uh, that was it. Suddenly, I was on ten k followers, and I think by the end of the show, I was on about fourteen thousand followers. Yeah, I remember. Uh, are you? He was asking you, yeah, what like, what do you want? What do you want to yeah. do? What yeah. do you want to achieve? And you were like um, telling him that that you wanted to get to ten k, and it was. Yeah. I guess you were really excited and nervous at the same time, or were yeah. you just really cool with it? No, I wasn't. If you listen back to it, I'm just going, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, i just really overwhelmed. Like it's, Even when I look back, it's quite hard to even sort of remember that time or that actual moment because it was so, yeah, it was absolutely amazing thing to happen and it almost yeah. felt like it was happening to somebody else rather than to me. Um, but, again, like when I was looking at the orders, the orders were just coming in. Like I think I had – a year's worth of orders at that oh my point God. of in, rainbow in hoodies a day, in a day yeah pretty much rainbow of just rainbow hoodies i mean most of and us I've, all have the ding the you know the, the chime sound that comes on when we get an order yeah and it was just yeah. chiming like non-stop 
And you were like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to fulfill all these orders? Because at that point, it was just me. It was me and Gudrun who works for me. She would do maybe two hours a week to help me with any sort of small wholesale orders that I yeah. I had. So I one of the first things I did was um, to call her straight away and say, do you want to work full time? <laughs> she's been here since then. <laughs> was she really surprised? Yeah, because I, I don't think, yeah, I think maybe I'd text her to say, this is something crazy's happened. I've just been on Virgin Radio, but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so even really difficult to even explain it to someone, isn't it? If they don't know what's yeah. going on. So yeah, but um, yeah, and yeah, I we also did re- it. Yeah, and I also remember you, um, you were doing some stories about the truck arriving the next day with all these, oh, yeah. <laughs> all these orders and all these hoodies to be... Um, because you, you, the cool thing as well that you kind of shared all the process and what was happening and yeah. so many businesses sharing on stories and then you were sharing when when you got the, you know, the boxes yeah, coming in for really the new orders. Yeah, I felt really to do it. I felt like the whole thing was happening to everyone rather than just to me because so many people were so invested in, in the, you know, the, 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 in the story um, and everyone was so lovely and like sharing it and sending me messages of congratulations. And so, yeah, the next sort of couple of weeks or next few weeks, I really felt like I needed to share the whole thing. So like, yeah, the next day, like, so yeah, after me, after speaking to Gudrun, the next thing I did was ring up the supplier that I use to buy yeah. my sweatshirts and hoodies and say, I'm going to be putting a big order in today. You know, obviously <laughs> at that point I was only buying sort of one or two pro- of the same product at a time. And then yeah. this, I was having to order hundreds um, all in one go. So, yeah, the next day the lorry arrived with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hoodies, which I had to just sort of stuck, stack up in my hallway in my house. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So yeah, what crazy about times. your husband and kids? Did you... Did you get them to help? Was it was like the whole family fulfilling yeah, the story? Yeah, and my brother because... and sister-in-law came to help and my aunt came to stay and she was like look, cooking meals for us and looking after the kids and she was even packing some of the time she was there. So, yeah, it was became a real sort of family. Um, in fact, it's lovely to think, to look back on it and just to remember that things like that, which just felt so, so special. Everyone just got so involved and on board and helping us helping us do what we needed to do um, yeah and you know yeah, obviously no. with this, the the volume of orders that we received um I think it took us about six weeks to kind of get back to get on top of everything and everyone I, everyone was so understanding you know everyone understood their hand printed to order um and that we weren't going to just be able to send them out that same day yeah so, yeah that was um that was amazing yeah, yeah, no, and I remember that I think at that time it was quite a rainy, rainy and dark time, wasn't it? it yeah, it kept, yeah. It kept being bad weather forever. So all the hoodies that were still, you know, it was relevant that they were going to, even if they arrived two or three weeks later, the yeah. weather was still really bad. So yeah, even though it was June. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was like a perfect timing for the hoodies. It really was. <laughs> It's like everything yeah, I mean, it could came. have been really sunny that day, couldn't it? And it might not have happened. So, like you yeah. said, there's so many factors to it. It was just like a real magical moment, which yeah, I no. felt really 
grateful for it to have happened. I think everyone loves that story. And yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then you could use the pictures and the and the story for PR, I guess, and for yeah. reinforcing your brand and. You know, that's, yeah, that's really good. And also the yeah. fact that it happened organically because it wasn't like you gave her that jumper. She, someone no. gave it to her. Someone bought um, it for her for her birthday. Exactly. So it mm. wasn't like a PR thing or anything. No. So I think it was I did great. get a few messages from people to say, oh, you know, how did you do that? How did you get into Virgin Red? You know, because th- people pre- presume that, it had been sort of set up but it really hadn't and I think actually if you try to set it up it probably wouldn't have had the same sort of impact because exactly because it wouldn't have been that surprise factor that you then called and all of this happened because yeah yeah Yeah, no I think it's a bit similar to when I got um when I got approached by tattoo fixers because I totally wasn't expecting to have my prints on a tv show and yeah. obviously I couldn't call and it wasn't such a big, um, huge thing, but it was just having the, having six prints on the set of a TV. I, I also got, I knew it was going to happen because after they approached me, but when it came out, I kind of forgot about the time when it was coming out and everyone started sending me messages, seeing the prints on, on the walls. Oh. And it was really exciting. It's such a so, lovely yes. feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, these things that happen just because, you know, you're putting yourself out there and you your business and things kind of happen magically, like you say. And yeah, it's a bit of a combination of everything, of being on Instagram, of having the right product at the right time, you know. So yeah, yeah so that made you kind of grow into a bigger business and employ more people and I kind of wanted to talk a bit about that how has it been from being a one-person business to a team and moving and everything else yes yeah, so um that obviously that had to happen really quickly I had two girls come to work for me so Gudrun and then Becca who are both part of the team now so they came around the time after what we call it rainbow hoodie gate they came around that time um and then we stayed as a team of three for a while and then I actually moved I was just trying to remember the whole process I'm I moved house and went to a with somewhere with more space and bought a cabin to have in the garden yeah and I took on someone else then as well so there was four of us and yeah, it's just happened. It's just happened naturally, I suppose, as the business has just gotten bigger and we haven't been able to keep up with sort of the demand. We've just had to, we've just had to employ more people. But yeah, it's, it obviously has its challenges because suddenly I've found myself becoming a boss. So you, you sort of shifts who you are or what you are within the business. Um, yeah. But. I'm finding my way <laughs> and the team that I've got you know everyone's really lovely everyone's really patient with me because obviously it's a whole new it's a whole new thing running a team and yeah. again you know with my with never having an intention of having a business as such it's just meant that I've had to learn different skills and just about trying to uh, manage everyone and make sure that everyone's you know everyone knows what they're doing on a daily basis um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's great because actually, I get to a point now where I'm not particularly involved in the day to day. Oh, I that's can, amazing! Can be involved in a lot more of like the marketing and um, developing new products. 
So yeah, it's a big shift. And some days I look back and think, oh, I loved it when it was just me on my own. Um, <laughs> just because it doesn't, you know, it was indulging a passion and now it's become something quite different, but equally as enjoyable, but just for different reasons, if that makes yeah. sense. And it must be really nice also to have people to bounce ideas with or to kind of lift you when you're feeling a bit wobbly or... Yeah, um, definitely. Because sometimes I miss, like, I I feel a bit lonely sometimes running my business. So I obviously have my husband to talk to. and But, you know, to have, like, a a little team must be quite nice too. Yeah, that's lovely, you know. And especially since we relocated to a specific um, unit in January last year. So just having somewhere to go, to go to work rather than... Um, you know being in the house or in the garden feels really nice and then obviously yeah you get to work and the team are here and you can have a nice coffee and sit around having a chat um, so that's yeah. you know that feels nice as well so um, it's a really nice sort of balance now yeah. to not, you know being that kind of to I mean you know I think when you first start up your business the dream is always oh isn't it amazing I can work from home but after a long after a while actually it's nice to not be at home and to have that separation I think you probably feel the same as you yeah yeah I'm totally totally agree with that because I was starting to feel like I could not work from home anymore and like you say the dream was to work at home especially yeah when you have the kids uh little kids and you're like is you know you need that time as well because it's really hard for me when I was a graphic designer a, a freelance designer I had to run to my jobs um a week before if they called me f- a week before or you know and it was really hard like I couldn't keep doing it with my kids then I started to to do other things and then setting up my business from home was ideal but now yeah. that they're a bit more grown up and they go to school and I recently moved, as you said. It just feels so nice to have that. I think the pandemic hasn't helped either because we've all spent so much time in our homes that actually it is nice to have somewhere to go to that to give you that sort of sense of separation from from things. But um, Yeah, yeah, and it gives you more focus, I guess, because you're like, okay, I go to my office or to my studio. I have to do these before a certain time. I still have to go and pick up the kids sometimes. So, um, So, yeah, so like, I'm starting to get a bit more planned and it's also nice not to have to work in the evenings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely. kind of do fit. You know, you're always, <laughs> when you have a business, you're always working because you're always having ideas. You're always thinking about it. But, you know, it's just, it's separated. Like you say, so definitely. nice. So nice and to actually, feel one that. of the things um, I've had to do recently is to remind myself that even though I come to work and to, you know, work in the, the the unit that we all work in, I don't have to be here all of the time in the kind of working hours because I actually work all, you know, I think when you have your own business, you work all the time and you don't actually yeah. have to have set working hours. I find that that difficult to get my head around. Sometimes I forget that I'm, I'm the boss, you know, <laughs> I work for myself and I treat yeah. it like it's a job rather than anything else. Yeah, that is funny. It's um, yeah, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard to to get the ba- the balance right. Yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and how do you keep creative and you know like keep motivated and creative? Yeah, that's definitely been hard in the last couple of years by not being able to get out and go anywhere. And um, yeah, that's coming back now, isn't it? And just yeah, just being out and about and um, 
reading magazines and just going to places, going to art exhibitions or just being around people. I think that's just inspiring, isn't it? Just seeing what other people are wearing. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much what I do. I'd like and, to go abroad uh, a bit more in the next couple of years. <laughs> yes, I definitely need more travelling. Don't we? <laughs> yeah, and I was th- when I was talking to... Laura from Pagan Boris, she was saying that having the space to not doing things also helps with creativity and definitely, you know, so when you go on holiday or you have a few days off where you go to exhibitions and things, you have that space, mental space to think about ideas and other things. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, over the years, my best ideas have always come to me when I've been on holiday because it is probably the only time that I really give myself a proper break. So, yeah, that's an even more important reason to go on holiday, isn't it? To, yes. to keep to keep yourself creative and to have the space to have those sort of thoughts. And, um, yeah, look forward to that hopefully sometime this year. Yes, I also have another friend that she takes trips to, to say, Miami or somewhere specific for three or four days where she goes for research and inspiration trips on her own. And I think that's that sounds like a good that's idea. That's a really great idea. I think I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love that oh. idea. And I, it's true, though, isn't it? You just immerse yourself into somewhere different, and without actually intending to be inspired, you just become inspired because you're just in a different environment and different surroundings. Yes, yes, yes. And how have you found the marketing side of the business? Because I, we creatives love creating and making new products and getting them out there but then you're like okay how now that you have a team and you have to I guess the demand is more they say 40% of your activity has to be marketing so can you tell us a bit about your marketing in wow. Myanmar is it really that much 40% I think yeah I hadn't supposed to be realized that. <laughs> yeah. well I think it's continual I think um being on Instagram I know you know this it feels like it's a continual process isn't it of um trying to to market yourself and it gets yeah. harder and harder um in that kind of space but we I also use email marketing um yeah. so I have someone help me send out newsletters maybe once a fortnight once a week um, yeah. or with any new products as they come out um do some Facebook marketing and some Google ads so, you know, yeah, I suppose it is a continual. I don't do those personally. I I employ people to do those for me. So, yeah, it's um it's it's hard work, isn't it? It's it's hard yeah. work trying to keep up with it all and to to even know that you're doing the right thing. And we use influencers, yeah. send out products to influencers, which we're getting um we're trying to do a lot of that at the moment. Yeah. I think it helps even just to generate content that you can use on your own um Instagram or Facebook pages. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's non-stop. So do you still do your Instagram or do you have someone to do that now? Yeah, well? no, I would I think I'll always do my Instagram. I don't think I'd ever want anyone else to do it. I think it's quite a a reflection of you and I think yeah. that's what that's what customers or followers want. So yeah. I I don't think I would ever outsource Instagram Um, yeah I I quite enjoy it really (laughs) yeah I think I still love doing it even though it's like a love-hate relationship but yeah I still love doing it myself for that same reason because it's kind of like 
what I want to put out there, and I don't think I could leave that to anyone. No, and, and I love the connection. As much as you, yeah, definitely. And as much as you try to explain to someone what you want something to be like, it's, it's always very difficult, isn't it, to find someone yeah. that's actually going to be able to actually make it exactly how you want it. So, um, yeah. and and I think that would reflect on that page if you didn't do it yourself. So for me, yeah. it is something that I would always always want to do myself and yeah, yeah it's, it's enjoyable if you if you don't allow yourself to be trapped by the algorithm <laughs> or yes, that exactly. feeling of being trapped by the algorithm it's actually quite enjoyable yeah and have you got into the whole thing of the reels and the oh. videos and all of that because it's <laughs> not a bit really like, it's a bit like feeding the beast you have to like oh, keep, I know. keep giving it what it wants and it's something I mean so I'm exhausting I've, I've, di- I've dipped into them and they just they're just not something that comes naturally you know I can think about oh that's a nice image that would look really nice on Instagram I can think really easily about that yeah um, and think about something to write but actually to to make a video I find wow there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot of thought process that goes into it so um yeah I'm trying I'm trying it I'm trying to get better but it doesn't come naturally if I'm honest yeah, and then you have to do the music, and then you have oh. to do the trends, and yeah. it is a bit exhausting. <laughs> I I kind of dip in and out as well of the reels. Like yeah. I have tried, but I'm not doing as many. But I, I think, think it's our generation. It, yeah, <laughs> just doesn't um, come naturally, does it? <laughs> exactly. But we just need to. Yeah, like I've been trying to do TikTok, and um, not succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are mortified if I try to do something like that. So, no, no, um, I, no, mom. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely need someone to help me with TikTok. I am looking for that person. And I think, yeah, someone young that is really into... Yeah, I actually had um, a student here last summer. um, And that was really good because one of her roles was to create reels or TikToks. And like, you know, she just did it in second. You know, you'd say, right, we want these products. Can you make a reel? And she just, they just, you know, she'd just do it in the time it took me to take a photo. Oh, amazing including the music and everything so yeah that's a that's a good it's a, you know it's a good way it's good she gets experience of working in in this environment and um we get to gain from their skills as young people who know how to create this brilliant video content yeah so you have a tiktok account um i think we've got one but it's not it's not actively <laughs> used <laughs> I think she might have used it to create a video and then we've posted it onto Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, I have my account, but yeah, it it gets a bit abandoned. I definitely love Instagram much more. Yeah, Um, it's just another thing to think about. Yeah, but I think a lot of people carry on just doing photos and and they still do well. So it's not like you don't have to jump on everything. No, exactly. I think it really bothers you. Yeah, you're made to feel like that's what's going to happen. But actually, the reality is if you don't and you don't want to do it, then, you know, it's fine, isn't it? You can just carry on. Yeah, I do love doing lots of stories because I feel like I can do little videos for stories a lot easier than I can when I have to think about the reels. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's natural, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. And did you think you would be where you are now when you first set up? I guess it's that you... you, No, (laughs) no, never. And, I, you know, I think from listening to this chat back, you know, you realise no, because it was never a plan or intention for it to be 
anything rather than what it even what it is today but obviously it's brilliant and it is what it is um and uh yeah yeah never, it's never, really never intended so not got never had a really good business plan behind me and say right in five years time I'm going to be here or doing this and I just I'm just not that kind of person anyway I don't think I don't think yeah. I would I've put too much pressure on myself if I'd made that as an intention. <laughs> yeah. What about now? Are you now going like, okay, in five years, I want to be this or still you, you don't want no. to? <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, I think, I fight, I think if you put those intentions out there, it makes it quite, yeah, it's like a lot of pressure. I don't, and I don't do very well in that, in, in that sort of time, in that way and under pressure. So I'd rather just sort of go with the flow and, and see what happens. Yeah, I think honest. that it's definitely um, the mind of a creative. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let it flow <laughs> and grow organically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'll ask you a quick few questions to finish off our chat. What would you have loved to know before you set up Neon Mara? That you don't have to really know what you're doing or things don't have to be perfect before you begin you could just get you know just get on with it and see and see what happens because i think not having that knowledge sometimes stops you doing things in the first place and, and i suppose years ago before thinking about setting up neomal i yeah. I'd, i'd never actually thought about setting up my own business because i'd always thought that that's how it needed to be so maybe i would have done it sooner if i'd known that information Yeah, yeah, but like it's like we said, it, it was a it was a good moment that you felt ready to set up and things just happened. Yeah, so definitely. That was really, yeah, yeah. And yeah. have you got any business advice for our listeners? Um, well, I, this is what I always think. This is something that I've learned through my time is to just always trust your gut and to do things the way you want to do them and not the way that you. Th think that other people think that you should be doing them because ultimately you've got to be happy and comfortable doing things the way you know you've got to feel comfortable about the way you're doing things rather than trying to copy someone else or you know not even copy them but you know to feel like you're following the footsteps of someone else and doing things how you've seen other people do them just yes. you know, just stay in your own lane and do it your own way Yes, and you can get so many, so many messages of like, do this like this, make a plan, mm. make these. You have to have this, this, this in place, and yeah. it just it can be really, really overwhelming if you. Yeah, and to a point where it actually stops you being able to do stuff. So I think if you can let go of that feeling, that yeah, yeah you just sort of react to your situation naturally, then um, that's when that's when good things happen. Yeah, okay. like I remember mm -hmm. when I was, you know, I, I create my, my prints whenever I want, um, when I feel like it, and I just launch them without having, say, a collection or this or that. Yeah. I remember at the beginning thinking, oh, my God, do I have to have a collection? Should I be doing this? And it just puts so much pressure into you. And I Definitely. think and you have to I do think that's the beauty you... of a small brand, isn't it? We just exactly. do things our way. We're not kind of held back by sort of systems that have to be in place we can just do things how we want to do them which has got to be some of the magic about it anyway hasn't it yes totally totally and the best learning from running neon mara uh there's not really any wrong decisions you can you know everything you decide to do will work out somehow or other um 
So, you know, just crack on and get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So if, if there's any failure, you just learn from it, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing, nothing really bad, is there, that can really happen. You either do something and it works out well or you do something and it doesn't and then you like you say you learn from it and then it helps you with the next step so oh yeah I I love that definitely yeah oh thank you so much I really love chatting and you know we can chat forever um I know (laughs) (laughs) we did have a long chat before the podcast started so um for everyone here where can they find you and where can they find you on Instagram and on your website and buy your lovely so products. We uh, we're on Instagram and we're at Neon Marl, so all all one word. And our website is www.neonmarl.co.uk. Okay, great. Thank you so much, and I hope you really enjoy your chat. And thank you so much, Amber, for being here. Thanks for having me, Emily. Lovely to chat thank to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So that's all for today and I hope you love the show. To connect with me, you can find me at Instagram at doodle underscore moo or my website is doodlemoo.com and you can always suggest someone that I can talk to or let me know any questions. I can always do a solo episode sometime. Thank you for listening and bye.